Welcome back, Norfolk Enjoyers. I'm Steph. And I'm Andrew. And you are listening to the Norfolk and Good Enjoying Norfolk podcast. You can normally find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or at enjoyingnorfolk.co.uk. Or roaming the streets of Norfolk. <laughs> or roaming the streets of Norfolk. Make a sound like we're vacants. <laughs> <laughs> Just generally enjoying Norfolk. Yes. When restrictions allow. Of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, not Local, rule, we're not rule breakers. We're, we're not. No, indeed. March um, is uh, quite an exciting month if you are female because um, it's Women's History Month. It is, yes, yes. Um, the 8th of March was International Women's Day. Yeah. And this Sunday is Mother's Day. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Only joking. <laughs> I'm fully sorted on all those fronts. <laughs> Brilliant. So we thought we'd have a little look at um, some famous Norfolk women. And what we quickly discovered, well, to be honest, discovered it, we knew this anyway. Yeah, we did. We did, yes. <laughs> Is yes. that um, Norfolk produces quite a high calibre of women. <laughs> a high cal- the bar oh. set high with Norfolk females. We're a tough lot. There's many, isn't there? Many, there are. Many there indeed. are some fabulous names. So, if we wanted to do a quick sort of name check of some of the more um, the well-known ones, we've got um, Warrior Queen Boudicca. <laughs> yeah. going, going back a bit there. Uh, going <laughs> back, but but also going, she's you know setting it high she, from the beginning. She set yes, the bar yes. high, you know. Um, she sorted those Romans out, didn't she? She did for a while, yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, it didn't last for her. But yeah. um, but we still remember her. Um, uh, nationally and internationally and if you yep. go to the Castle Museum there's quite a lot about um, the Iceni or Ikeni culture yeah. um, which she was the warrior queen of um, Mother Julian of Norwich of course yes yes who we've mentioned we, yes. did, we talked about her in the um, podcast episodes about books and literature because yeah, yeah she, she sealed herself up in a very tiny room and wrote the book The Revelation of Divine Love indeed yes she was yes. the first woman to be published in English I didn't know you were testing me today Crikey. <laughs> um, then uh, Edith Cavell, or yes. Cavell, Edith Cavell? Edith Cavell. Cavell. Yeah, Cavell. obviously. Um, she was a World, one, a World War One nurse um, and, yeah. um, and heroine who was unfortunately um, shot by firing squad. Yes. Um, yeah. And she comes from Swordston. Yes. Just up the road. Um, we've actually done a little bit of exploring the Edith Cavell Trail, haven't yeah. we? Yeah. Which is quite nice. And had well, a look at the church. I think we've mentioned it a few times in some other yeah, uh, podcasts with walks. Yeah. And um, Church, she was baptised there and her name is on the War Memorial. Yes. Um, and she's um, buried at the cathedral, isn't she? Yeah, her grave is at the cathedral. Grave, yeah. 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 Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a memorial Around as well, the side, there? isn't it? Mm. Around the, the back, uh, back end of the cathedral there is... Um, her grave, and there's a mm. memorial at the outside on Tootland. Near right. Erpingham Gate, isn't it? Is it near yes, Erpingham Gate? That's Erpingham Gate, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, and she famously said something like, um, "Patriotism is not enough. You must not have any hate for anyone," or something yeah. like that. So, very wise okay. woman. Uh, Anna Sewell. Who we've yes. also discussed. We have in our literature podcast. We did because she yeah. wrote Black Beauty. She did. She did. And while we were talking about Anna Sewell, we completely forgot to mention that she actually, not only did she come from Great Yarmouth, and we kind of covered that Born bit. Born and lived 
for a bit in Great Yarmouth, didn't yeah, she? And yeah. the house is there and you can go to the house and everything. Yeah, but she actually rode Black Beauty House in Old Catton, or Catton in Norwich. Yeah, Old uh, Catton, I would think. Now Sewell House, I think, with a blue plaque. And you can yeah. go and see the house. Yeah. So we yeah. probably should have mentioned that in the previous episode, but um, we omitted to mention that. We should go and see the house. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Uh, Elizabeth Fry. Apparently, she was a Elizabeth Fry was a major driving force between um, new behind new legislation to make the treatment of prisoners more humane, and she was uh, supported by Queen Victoria in her efforts. And she was depicted on the Bank of England five pound note. Ah, very good. Hail from Norfolk. So, um, so there, um, Elizabeth Fry. Also, um, we've got uh, Olivia Coleman. Yeah. Yes, of course. <laughs> a more recent name. Yeah. Uh, Oscar winning. Yes. Award winning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All over the telly box. <laughs> she really is. Yeah, she's a very good actress. Though, <laughs> yes, isn't she? she is. Um, uh, Olive Edis, who I think is uh, a, an interesting lady. So she was a photographer, a female photographer in the times when professional female photography wasn't really that commonplace, yeah. I think it's probably fair to say. Yeah. Yeah. And she had her first studio in Sheringham. It was probably even less commonplace at the time. Female photographer with a studio in Sheringham. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure, she photographed a lot of fishermen, didn't she? She I did, think? yes. Yeah. We saw her exhibition. Was it at the Cromer Museum? Uh, we saw it at the Cromer one, but I think it was at the castle yeah, as well. She took, yeah, yeah, she did. She um, she took pictures of local Norfolk fisher folk, but yeah. she also um, took pictures of royalty, politicians, influential women... And okay. she was Britain's first official female war photographer in 1919. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. How so interesting. Really yeah. trailblazing. I need to see more of the, the images that she took, actually. Yeah, you have seen a lot. We've seen her exhibitions, her work, yeah. quite a lot. You, it's very, I think her work is quite, um, there's quite a signature to it. Yeah. It's quite recognisable, but it's, it's almost like... Um, it's sort of documentary photography. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is yeah. which is presumably why she went on to do war photography. I haven't seen much of her war photographs actually. No, it'd be but, interesting. But yeah. So interesting to see. Definitely worth exploring yeah. more. So, just in that little sort of that that handful of women <laughs> from Norfolk, there's some amazing names there. Yeah. Definitely. What we thought we'd do this week, however is talk about some um, famous, some Norfolk women who are famous, but perhaps lesser known names than some of those that we've just mentioned. Yeah, I think that's very important, isn't it? I think so, yeah. because there, you know, a lot of people will know, obviously, about Boudicca, um, yeah. Mother Julian of Norwich, um, Edith Cavell, that sort of thing. Um, not so many will know about some of these other names, hopefully. So um, hopefully you'll find them sort of interesting. Um, Andrew, you've got a couple of... Very fabulous and famous Norfolk women that you wanted to mention. I have. I have been, yet again, travelling back through time. <laughs> like Norfolk's very own Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, I know. What, what a vision. <laughs> so the first lady I'd like to mention is uh, Margaret Elizabeth Fountaine. Okay. Um, who was from Norwich. Mm-hmm. Um, she was born in 1862. And um, died in 1940. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's a, a butterfly expert. Okay. Yeah. Right. And um, she basically travelled the world yeah. um, studying, breeding, um, looking at larvae of butterfly. Okay. Yeah, but the interesting thing is, and now it relates back to many visits we've had to the Castle Museum, oh, yeah. is that her life works, which is something like 22,000 butterflies. Wow. 
They're displayed in the um, Castle Museum. Really? Yeah. Well, that's probably I their entire collection of butterflies, isn't it? I probably, imagine. yeah. It's 22,000. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's her collection. And um, her sketchbooks yeah. are in the Natural History Museum in London. Oh, really? Yeah. How fabulous. Yeah, oh, but, uh, that's interesting. But she was, um, she, apparently she was fearless in her travels. Okay. And, and she only rode a horse. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't ride side saddle. Okay, yeah. Okay. And uh, apparently um, she had a travelling companion, a Syrian man. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and he was called Kahali Naimi, I think. Okay. Yeah. Sorry we got the pronunciation wrong there. Um, but yeah... Um, and the collection in the in the Norwich Museum is called the Fountain Namey Collection. Oh, okay. After the two of them. After the two of them. Yeah. Oh, that's and she travelled for many years with them. And apparently, she donated a sealed box to the Castle Museum as well, which wasn't allowed to be opened until 1978. Okay, that's very specific. I know. Ah, but she yeah. died in 1940. 1940. Okay. Yeah. And what did they find when they did they open it? They opened it. Yeah. And inside were all her manuscripts, handwritten manuscripts. Oh. Of all the journeys and everything, so they know all about her life. Wow. So that's fascinating. How fabulous. So yeah. sort of butterfly-leaning female Darwin almost. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah. naturalist. Fabulous. Yeah. That's yeah. great. That's a really fabulous, fantastic Norfolk woman. Thank that's you, Andrew. That's a good one, isn't it? Very much so. Another fantastic Norfolk woman um, who I have heard of but actually didn't quite realise how fabulous she was um, is Amelia Opie. Um, She's got a very understated statue on Opie Street above what was a gelato shop. Yep, still is, I think, if you look up. Yes. No, I don't know if it's a gelato shop. Yeah, it is. The statue's still there. So (laughs) is the... Yeah, shop. (laughs) Okay, fabulous. (laughs) Yeah, so it's quite an understated, simple um, little statue, isn't it? Um, But while we were sort of doing a little bit of reading around for this episode and for for posts that we were doing on social media about um, International Women's Day... Um, I read a bit more about Amelia Opie, yeah. and um, it turns out that she was so she was a poet and a writer. Yes, um, yeah. but quite sort of trailblazing in her work, quite forward thinking. So a lot of her work featured things like um, themes about women's rights, but yeah. also anti-slavery because she was a mm-hmm. um, a prominent abolitionist. Okay, yeah, which yeah. were people yeah. that wanted to um, bring about the abolition of slavery. Yeah. Um, she worked with Anna Gurney to form a uh, okay. a ladies anti slavery society in Norwich. Oh, yeah, and um, they organised a petition of almost two hundred thousand names that they presented wow. to Parliament. Oh, it's pretty impressive yeah, in that yeah. day and age. Yeah, um, she one of her works um, uh, was called "The Black Man's Lament" or "How to Make Sugar," and that was an anti slavery poem which she published in okay. eighteen twenty six. Um, the Slavery Abolition Act was um, passed in England in 1833. Yeah. And in 1840, Opie went to the World Anti-Slavery Convention in London. And mm-hmm. um, at the time, they painted, they had a commemorative painting of the convention. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Now, she was one of the few women to be included in this painting, which is a pretty big wow. deal. They're, most of the painting is yeah. sort of 97% men. And there's a tiny group of women in the bottom right-hand corner. And 
among those is Amelia Opie. Oh, and you can see, I presume you can see it's online and things like that. Can't Indeed, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so that's quite fantastic. So she oh, really was is. very, very forward thinking, um, like uh, her peers, um, Elizabeth Fry and, um, and Edith Cavell. She um, was a, a very kind person who thought of others as well as herself, very altruistic. Yeah. Um, she died in 1853, and she is buried in Guildencroft Quaker Cemetery in Norwich. Oh, okay. That'll which we're saying is somewhere yeah. we need to explore. We yeah, need definitely. to go and have a look at that. Who else have you been reading about this weekend? Well, related to Amelia Opie, um, I've got to mention uh, Lucy Cecilia Brightwell. Okay. Uh, now, she was um, she was born in Norwich, and she actually lived at Free Surrey Street. If you don't know it, it's mm. the NatWest Bank. Okay. Now. Okay. There, so she lived there. Yeah, um, she produced a lot of etchings, and she had those in her father's um, father's book, which was called Fauna of East Norfolk. Mm-hmm. So, okay, yeah, might have to check that out. Yeah, um, but mainly she did the biography of Amelia Opie. She oh, was her friend, okay. and she did the did her biography. Oh, interesting! Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, and just taking you back to 1647, when Mary Chapman. Mm-hmm. Was born in Norwich, mm-hmm. uh, and Mary Chapman. She, um, if when you go along Bethel Street, um, you got the old hospital mm-hmm. there at Bethel Street, mm-hmm. and um, she was um, she built that hospital not physically, mm. but she built that hospital there, and it was the first purpose <laughs> first purpose built hospital for mental health in England. Okay, wow, yeah, that's really interesting. So, you've got so that, is it opposite the cathedral behind that wall? Is that it? Uh, yeah, well, if you're on Bethel Street, yeah, and you've got um, what is the police, the pl- Norwich Police, and then you've got the the new school, which was the old fire station. Yeah, it's opposite yeah. the old fire station. Oh, okay. Yeah, that building there. Oh, and it was the first there. hospital dedicated to mental health provision. Yeah. yeah. Again, forward thinking for the poor mainly as well who yeah. couldn't get health help 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 yeah. otherwise. Wow. Yeah, very definitely. Interesting. Uh, and then I'll bring you a bit further forward to to a lady called Sarah Glover, mm-hmm. who was um, lived at ninety one Pottergate. Oh, I that. like this. I like this. Story. Yes. this is a good one. Now she was um, she was a musician and a teacher. Yeah, uh, and I think she set up her own school in in, mm-hmm. in Norwich. But um, she wanted to simplify learning music, uh, and uh, she sorted out a notation system. Yeah, um, for teaching. For teaching music. Uh, yeah, for teaching music. Mm-hmm. And it was called the Soul Far Ladder, the Norwich Soul Far Ladder. Okay. Okay. And it was published in 1837 mm-hmm. by Gerald. Oh, ah. Yeah, fabulous. Uh, and that sort of moved on. Apparently, it was lent to somebody, mm-hmm. which has been a little bit naughty, and they messed around with it without her permission, mm. <laughs> uh, and turned into what is commonly known now as the tonic soul fart notation. Which is? Which is the do, re, mi, so, fa, so, la, ti, do. Yay, yeah. <laughs> From The Sound of Music. Yes. <laughs> Yay. That's a really great fact. I love that. That really is. I'm from Norwich. Yeah. I amazing. love the fact it was called the Norwich so, the Norwich soul far ladder. ladder. Yeah. And then it was obviously changed. But I love the I love the fact that its origins were in Norwich. And she lived, did you say she lived in Pottergate? She lived 91 Pottergate, and I think there is, again, a plaque there, and you can see the house and everything. So it's really nice that you can hear about this and then go along and look at where these people live. so if you're a fan of the sound of... If you're a fan of music, if you're a fan of the sound of music, if you're a fan of history, local history, if you're a fan of women in history, then that is a really fantastic story. I love that. That's brilliant. Thank you, Andrew. Next up, I'm going to mention three ladies. Mm -hmm. Um... 
the first is Mabel Clarkson. Mm -hmm. And um, Mabel Clarkson, it's really interesting. She was for many years the only woman in the council chamber okay. at Norwich. Yeah. Uh, she was liberal mm -hmm. uh, in her political leanings. Mm -hmm. uh, but then she moved on to be the second lady mayor of Norwich. Fabulous. In 1930. Yeah. And who was the... Do you know who the first was? Ah, person? yes, I do. I do. <laughs> oh, you might. <laughs> the I'm first, so glad you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I don't really know. <laughs> the first Lady Mayor, and you'll know the name, is Ethel Mary Colburn. Oh, okay. Yeah, in yeah. 1923. And she was the first Lady Mayor. Yeah. Fantastic. First Lady Mayor. Brilliant. And um, sort of on the political side of things and um, uh, the... The first um, woman MP mm -hmm. in Norfolk was um, Dorothy Dewson. First MP, I... do you mean woman MP generally, not just in Norfolk? She was from no first woman MP for Norfolk. Yes, okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, and she was then when she was elected, there was only seven in the UK. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. Fabulous. And what year was that? She was Labour, by the way, and that was in 1923 as well. Wow, that's when, amazing. When uh, um, Ethel. Uh, Mary Coleman was uh, the first mayor. That's quite early doors. I love yeah. that about Norwich and Norfolk. Again, um, we mentioned this before when we were talking about the um, literature and books and authors. We're a progressive little place, aren't we? I know. It's, it's quite amazing There's when you dig down. There's got to be something in the soil. <laughs> no yes. pun intended with the digging down there. No, but there has. There must be something in the air because we, um, yeah, we really do set standards here. That's yeah, really impressive. Yeah, it really Fantastic. is. really is. And I think she was uh, the juice and so it was a big Norfolk family as well. Coal merchants, I think. Okay. So, yeah. Brilliant. Because we are talking about Norfolk women in this episode, we wanted to talk to an actual Norfolk woman, not not just me. <laughs> not me. You're very famous, though. A you? different woman to me. Um, but There's before we get into mom. that, <laughs> and my grand, yeah, lots of Norfolk, we know lots of Norfolk women. Mm. But before we get into those Norfolk women, coming forward a bit, I wanted to speak to, uh, to mention a, a more recent famous Norfolk woman, and she, this is quite astounding, actually. I didn't really know quite how fabulous she was. I knew of her, and that is Kathy yeah. Dennis. Ah, yes. Kathy Dennis, so pop sensation from the 90s, or late, oh, yes. late 80s, early 90s, and that's kind of... I sort of knew she did that, and I sort of know, I knew she did some writing, but I didn't quite realise just how incredible she she was. So just to sort of set the scene a bit, so um, Kathy Dennis, was uh, she went to Taverham High School, um, yeah. and... Uh, when she was discovered at the time, um, she was working at Norwich Union, and oh, okay. she um, she sort of started um, as a vocalist with um, D Mob with their their single "Come On and Get My Love," which you might remember. And yep, then she had yep. a couple of solo hits as, herself that did really really well. But where she's really um, found fame and and prowess is um, actually writing pop songs. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So she's written eight UK number ones, and she's won an incredible five Ivor Novello Awards. Really? Yeah, that's pretty impressive, isn't it? Did not know that. But listen to some of the songs that she either wrote or co-wrote. Okay, can't get you out of my head. Kind of uh, know. Oh, yeah. Yes. She co-wrote that, which is obviously a massive, massive hit. Um, yeah. Rachel Stevens, "Sweet Dreams," my LAX. Um, she oh, wrote. Yeah. In fact, she wrote yeah. several songs um, for um, people like S Club Seven. <laughs> she wrote um, Britney Spears' hit song "Toxic." Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, and she also wrote um, Katy Perry's smash hit "I Kissed a Girl." She co-wrote it, I should say. I Kissed a wow. Girl. Yeah. So phenomenal. So she's had an absolutely stellar career in music, um, and in. 2006, she actually won the UK Music Industries Woman of the Year Award. Huh. 
There you go. Kathy not. Dennis. Fabulous. Well, Tavram. <laughs> the worst. <weather. laughs> So we mentioned just now um, that we were going to have a chat with a uh, bona fide Norfolk woman. Yes. And so we're going to have a little chat with um, Bryony Diarth, who is a uh, Norfolk born and bred Cheers, and a yeah. uh, Norfolk businesswoman and publican. Mm-hmm. Um, alongside her husband, Nick, she owns and runs um, a lot of pubs within Norwich City Centre. Yeah, we thought we'd catch up with Bryony and just um, find out a bit about what it's like to uh, to be a Norfolk woman and also um, to obviously be working within her industry over the, the past year. Hi, Deb. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Anne. Hi. Brilliant. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. Um, yeah, enjoying and um, feeling like we're finally getting to the end of what has been a very long year. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, so Bryony, I was just um, wondering if you could tell us a bit more about yourself uh, and what you do here in lovely Norfolk. Okay, so I have lived in Norfolk my entire life. In fact, I think I've lived in about a three-mile radius for my entire life. <laughs> I think I think driving out from Norwich to Hedersett is a is a sort of wild exploration sometimes. <laughs> um, so I grew up in um, Eton and with my mum and dad when I was very young, and then just my mum when I was a bit older. Uh, went to school, went to Coleman School. Oh. Uh, cool. Good choice. Yeah. Uh, then to CNS. <laughs> then to and then I met my husband Nick when I was a, a near babe of eighteen. Oh. Um, Involved in all of the business, 
Yeah. Um, over the years, we've taken on other parts. There's been a few that have come and gone along the way, mm-hmm. but we now have the Unthanked, um, the Clapper Arms, the Chambers Cocktail Company, mm-hmm. um, and the William of Florence, which is the one our son runs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and excitingly, um, sometime this spring, hopefully, when we're allowed to open in May, we will also be opening the Red Lion Bishop Gate. Fabulous. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah so, so a new venture for you. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful pub, that, isn't it? It is gorgeous. It is such a fantastic location. It's one of those pubs that whenever we mention it to anybody, they say, oh, the one on the river, oh, that's so lovely. Um, I've learned so much about the history of... It's right where Ketch Rebellion happened. Yeah. So yeah. Ketch men um, stopped up the hill and then they literally came across the river on that bit of the River Wensum. Oh, um, so okay. they probably came across Bishopgate Bridge, which is right outside the pub. Yes. Um, so it's a super old bridge, been, isn't it? It is. It is beautiful. Um, so we've been working there with the great hospital who actually own the site. So they've been fantastically supportive and they've um, done lots and lots of work to the sort of fabric of the building because we all want it to be something that will be around for a long time yeah. and something that will be like the heart of that sort of community area mm. around there. Obviously, working within um, the pub and hospitality industry, how has your um, experience of the past year been, Bryony? So we were actually reflecting yesterday on kind of this time last year where we were all watching the news and wondering what was going to happen yeah. and how, um, you know, it was, it was terrifying, frankly, not knowing mm. what was going to happen. And when we got the order, we, you know, sat glued to the TV and got the order to close as of, you know, a few hours later, um, we spent that weekend in shock, really wondering what, how on earth mm. we were going to survive, what was going to happen, and we then thought it would be for a few weeks. Mm. Um, but one furlough was announced, which, that was basically the most massive relief. Obviously, our sort of main concern was our staff, yeah. because we, we, just, we didn't have enough money to carry on paying it for yeah. um, yeah. um, endless months. But once that was announced, I mean, we had over 70 staff on our payroll last right. year, and we've got, there's been a few changes, but we're, by and large, everybody is still with us, which mm. is just amazing. That's great, and yeah. Fantastic. yeah and they, they've all been so resilient, they've bounced back, and every time we've reopened or closed, and there's new regulations and new rules to adapt to, they've been absolutely brilliant. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're so proud of them and how they've um, kind of got through all of this and, mm. and enabled us to get through it all together and still be, you know, ready and ready and raring to reopen <laughs> in um, a few weeks' time. You made exactly. quite you made quite a few changes, didn't you? Obviously, to the to you the, had to make to quite the pubs, a few didn't changes, you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, adapting to um, the rules. I mean, we've we've done a lot of work on our outside spaces where mm. we've got them. So at the William and Florence, we have basically, in fact, there's still stuff happening there. We have um, turned the, the garden. So lots of people don't know it's actually got a garden, which is kind of down a level from Unbank Road. Yeah. Um, it's set on a hill. Mm-hmm. Um, so the front bit, people would recognise, and that's been really popular, but down below was a sort of a, a grassy area. So we've essentially covered half of that, and we're now having new sort of um, flooring, I think you call it flooring outside, replacing the grass with something more um, uh, suitable. Um, but that, yeah, that was an amazing addition for us, especially when we got to December, when 
you couldn't meet anybody from outside your household mm. indoors. Yeah. We had yeah. some incredibly, um, you know, a sort of hardy customers <laughs> who braved. We literally sat outside while it was snowing. Um, <laughs> the day we reopened in December coincided with the first snow of the year. You couldn't oh, make it up, goodness. really, could you? Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And at the Unbank, we've had for a number of years a courtyard at the back. So that's been really well used. And we've added some sort of decking and what have you in the, in the further yeah. back in the garden. So that's also been really popular. The Trafford um, out there, we don't have a huge amount of outdoor space, but mm. again, the customers are just so keen to support us, you know, which we really appreciate. I mean, yes, they yes they like to come and have something to eat and drink, but I think sometimes they're doing it as much for our benefit as they are for their own. Oh, nice. um, so we we created what we call the bamboo boozer yeah. at the back <laughs> of, the, of the pub by screening off some areas. And yeah, people have been absolutely brilliant adapting to it. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, I actually I visited the Unthanked just before Christmas and sat outside and had a meal with some friends and it was wonderful. And with your heaters that you had there, um, I, I was concerned, obviously, that we'd be freezing and I was prepared to sit in my coat and scarf all evening. And actually, for at least half the evening, I didn't have my coat on. It was really quite warm yeah. and nice. It was, it, it was lovely. It's, quite, it's nice and sheltered there, isn't it? It was, um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I think, you know, we do have a sort of, the culture in this country of people kind of getting on with it. When we when we're told what we have to do, we just get on with it and make the best of it. And that's really what what we tried to do. And mm. um, you, you you've got to approach it when we when we knew we were going to be closed for months last year. Um, but when, when we got to the sort of towards the end of that stage, we had to decide were we kind of throwing money and time and effort into being ready to reopen or you either do that or you throw in the towel really Um, and and lots of lots of other businesses as well have just had to you know well the expression is pivot isn't it so they've had to (laughs) adapt and find new ways of doing things and ways to get a bit of money through the door while they can um but overall it was it was not our best year shall we say Um, But it, it, it could have been a lot worse, and we do feel really grateful that our, our staff and our customers and, and all the sort of supply chain all kind of rallied together to make sure that hopefully we are on the home straight now and we will be learning to live with this rather than trying to avoid it. But yeah, yeah we're, we're well placed to do it. Obviously, you touched on a few of your future plans with the um, the very exciting Red Lion at Bishopgate um, opening uh, later this year, quite soon this year, hopefully. So how do you sort of see the rest of this year panning out for you guys? Um, it is a bit tricky to know at the moment because the guidance um, on as to how you actually open, whether it's outside in April or inside in May, hasn't actually been published on the government website as oh. yet. So we're okay. sort of trying to work on, on what was in place last year and making assumptions about it. Um, but we're really hoping that the expression in the in the hospitality industry and, and retail as well, I think, is pent-up demand is the, <laughs> seems to be the key word. So lots of lots of us who can't wait to get out um, and meet up with people. So I think we're definitely hoping for a great summer. Um, we all learned a bit last year, I think, about how being outside is actually really nice. Yeah, um, you know, and and as you said, Steph, you know, if you're sort of prepared to brave the elements, then there's actually a lot to be said for it. it yeah, does, it does sort of reconnect you to nature and the world. <laughs> 
obviously being a podcast about Norfolk, um, can you yeah. tell us about your favourite Norfolk places and things to do? So difficult. <laughs> I, I had a feeling you'd ask me this question. Um, I I love um, just a bit more of a, a mooch kind of a, of a day. I'm not one for. I prefer a beach when it's empty, for example. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm the one who'll be there when it's raining and it's a blowing scale, rather than on a sunny Sunday when everybody else chooses to go there. Yeah. And I quite like exploring places. You know when they're a bit closed, so later in the day or on a Sunday or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. I love the beaches at Waxham and Horsley because mm-hmm. yeah. although they are busy, you, you do feel you don't have to walk very far to feel that you've got, you know, near enough got the, the coastline to yourself. Yeah. Definitely, um, yeah. We love when our kids were younger, we loved camping. We'd go on camping holidays. That was that was our default holiday. <laughs> um, but we in so we've been to France and various places, but in Siski Oh, yeah. just, just being on I don't know if you know the campsite there just up the, yep. the hill from yeah. actually, it's not the Red Lion pub isn't it yeah. um, so just up the hill from there and you can walk over there and you're straight onto the marshes and the creeks and the kids crabbing and um, you know just the freedom that it, it gives you can see for miles and, and you know the kids can run off doing that they have such fond memories of, of that kind of thing as well oh, but personally I'm because I'm a little bit, I have a little bit of a tendency to be a bit, a bit of a hermit. Um, <laughs> but when I'm out with that, I quite like exploring on my own. And we went uh, to Bristol a few years ago, and, and as part of going there, we downloaded some sort of. I dragged Nick around on these kind of walking tours, so you know, yeah. finding out about old buildings and you know, random street signs and that kind of thing. Yeah. So over the last couple of years. And lockdown has given me more time than I might otherwise, I might otherwise have had. <laughs> um, I've actually done that with using, you know, websites in Norwich and Norfolk. Yeah. So yeah. little routes where you can walk, you know, you can walk all through the city. And there's one, for example, which shows you clocks. It's all different oh, clock faces. Oh, if you start to look yeah. up and around at buildings yeah. in yeah. Norwich, there are so many. My problem is that I'm not very good at remembering the facts once I've done the walk. So I can walk around again, but if I were to point to a clock for you, yeah. I would not be able to tell you anything about it. I'd be able to tell you it was there. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It's like a new adventure for me every time I look yeah. It's like a permanent, yeah, permanent yeah. state of new yeah. realisation. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I think a lot of that stems from my... I grew up most of my childhood, there was just just me and my mum and, and our dogs and um, we used to just my mum was sort of kind of she'd get home from work and she'd say do you fancy doing this today so we'd go off we'd drive to the beach and take the dogs for and there wouldn't be a soul around or she when she was at school she had tutoring in Cathedral Close so yeah. it was one of those things she'd say I'll take you and point out all the places I used to go to and you know all of that kind of thing so getting to know Cathedral Close um, a bit more has been handy for me, obviously. I could be yeah. on my doorstep. So. Oh, yeah, because yeah, it's right there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and it's a beautiful part of the city. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I love a walking tour. I'm I'm obsessed with um doing because I well like I love being outside and I love activity, being active. So for me, combining those two things, so doing the daily walk during lockdown has actually been no problem. I've actually I could walk forever, basically. So. Um, yeah. And I think looking up is, yeah, it's so with Norwich, all you have to do is look up and it's another world. There's so much beauty to be seen and wonder. It's great. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. I feel, I just feel really, really pleased that lots of people are discovering that because, mm. as you say, it's the only, the only thing we're allowed to do. But um, 
for those of us that were already doing it, we're, we're now going to share it with a whole other set of people who, who probably would have driven somewhere in, in, a, in the past. You were so, trailblazers, yeah, really, early adopters. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Anyway. But there are some amazing, there are some amazing, um, you know, of these kind of factories. You can either download them on the phone or print them out before you go or, or do what I normally do, which is set out following one and then think, oh, that looks like a nice coffee shop over there. I think I'm diverting that direction and then end up going somewhere completely different. thing that we've done and we're really spoiled for these kind of places in Norfolk is um, we when our children were younger we had several amazing Christmases or sometimes after Christmas and New Year with other families so um, mostly sort of near the coast yeah. but just renting a big house um, you know and being able to the kids will just you know mucking in and playing together so I'm really hoping that we're allowed to do that we keep trying yeah. to rearrange it but between uni and work and people moving and in my case you know people getting married and having babies um we haven't we haven't been able to do it yet but um maybe we'll be doing it with a whole generation of grandchildren yeah it's been quite the year for you hasn't it then really with weddings and now you're going to be grandparents and <laughs> lockdown and a new pub it's, even though it's sort yeah. of been locked down you've been quite busy brian <laughs> yeah i do think i think there are positives from 2020 and that you've lifted some of them yeah. um so yeah it's certainly not been you know not been filled with doom and gloom uh so yeah we, we are we tend to try and be you know optimistic people mm. try and look to the best of something uh i i mean what else can you do really you yeah. just gotta yeah. you just gotta kind of look look forward and appreciate what you've got what's on your doorstep what's free what's yeah. easy to get to and yeah count blessings i suppose absolutely yeah, yeah i think that's a really good way of looking at things thank you very much um no. Oh, lovely to talk to you both. <laughs> Thank you, and um, I'm sure we'll speak again soon. Um, meanwhile, take care and um, say hello to Nick for us. Yes, and we look Lovely. forward. We look forward to getting out to the Red Lion. <laughs> See, I'd like to thank uh, uh, two websites mm-hmm. that I sort of came across when I was um, having a look about um, famous Norfolk women. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first is uh, the Norfolk Women in History. Dot com mm-hmm. website, Great. Um, which is produced by the Norfolk Record Office, the Norfolk Library and Information Service, and the Norfolk Museums and Archaeological Service. Fabulous! It is a uh, it's a fabulous website. Mm. So you've got to check it out, and uh, it goes through a timeline. Yeah, it's of a all great the famous resource, um, women who were born in Norfolk or, or came to live in Norfolk. Yeah, um, yeah, and you can go through that and, ha- and um, there have are a look. so many interesting stories, aren't there? Really, is the purpose of the website? It says it's to promote and celebrate the role of that Norfolk Norfolk women have played in the history of our county and beyond. So, a perfect read for um, Women's History Month. And while you were doing your research, and this ties in with something that Bryony was saying. Um, we love it. We love a walk, don't we? We love we a guided do. walk. Yeah, um, yeah, And not, uh, especially um, since it's pretty much all we can do at the moment. Yeah. And you found a fabulous one that ties in with what we've been speaking about, haven't you? I did. I did. Yeah. It's called the Women's History Walk Around Norwich. Awesome. That's that's Couldn't right up it. my street. Can't believe it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I actually found it on. I found it online. It was actually a PDF. Yeah, so you can uh, the, download the walk. You can download the walk. Nice, I like it. I've got it here, printed off, ready to go. We can attach the PDF link to our podcast listing yeah, on NorfolkandGoodPodcast.co.uk. So if you're interested in downloading it for yourself, um, when you've listened to this, we'll put the link on there, and you can have a look. Have a look yourselves. Yeah, uh, probably be the best place because I could only find. I couldn't find the actual website that it yeah, was on. Where did it come from? It her came story. from the Herstoria magazine. Uh, actually, in um, yeah, the winter of um, two thousand and nine. Mm, you don't know if it's still going. No, to be... but the actual walk is still there, so ah. we'll give you the give everybody. Yeah, brilliant, everybody and running. it takes you around Norwich. And yeah. have you had a look at it? And basically, yeah, sort of covers. There's a map in there and everything, and um, and it covers yeah numerous people. It also covers um, sort of architecture as well. Okay, wow. um, which is um, uh, uh, kind of like a feminine orientated as okay. well, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, it's a good few what pages. What a good thing to do this month. The yeah. Women's History, work in, History Walk in Norwich. 28 stops. Fabulous. Well, we will definitely, we're, we're definitely going to do that, Andrew. Well, definitely, yeah. What a good find. Really interesting. Well done. Yeah. Brilliant. So it kind of links into what Bryony was. It does, yeah. I have she to send it to her. As well. yeah. <laughs> yeah, we will. We'll tell about this. So as ever, um, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Um, you've probably got the impression that there is so much more that we could have packed in. I mean, yeah. if you have a look at yeah. um, NorfolkWomenInHistory.com, it's just the amount of interesting Norfolk women. And these are, the, these are the ones whose stories have been told. There's also so many women, like we jokingly mentioned, your mum and your sisters and my yeah. gran and, and her sisters and her mother before. And there, there are lots of um, women who live in Norfolk or born in Norfolk who have fantastic stories to tell that, that won't be told like yeah. these women. So, yeah. so it's really interesting, I think. Um, if you have any comments or feedback about anything that we've spoken about today, do get in touch. Um, we, you can contact us the usual way at enjoyingnorfolk.co.uk or also um, comment under one of our social yeah, media social, posts. Yeah, 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 absolutely. We're always about on social media. Um, we hope you've enjoyed listening to us. If you do listen to this podcast um, at Apple or Spotify or something like that, don't forget to subscribe so you know when the next episodes are out. Yes. And also maybe leave us a review if you enjoyed it. Yeah, if be you nice. didn't enjoy it, then we are a completely different podcast. Yes. <laughs> Give them the poor reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we hope you stay well and we look forward to speaking with you again soon. Yes, definitely. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.